Hi, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Nanette. I'm blessed. How are you? I am great, and I am excited because we are going to be continuing our conversation right. with Ron Sanders, mm -hmm. fine artist extraordinaire. And it's a great show. It is a great one. Let's get going. This is Partnership with the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find this and other episodes of our talk show on Facebook and our website at partnershipforthearts.group.org. Okay, so everyone, welcome back to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. We are continuing our conversation, part two, with Ron Sanders. So, Ron, welcome back to the show. Yeah, yeah. so great. So great. So great that we're going to go into sci-fi, right? <laughs> we're waiting for this. Dave wanted me to repeat this. I said that I am going to be quiet for a little while and let him take over the interview since he's Mr. Sci-Fi. Yeah, she actually said quiet for a change, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. What's not picking up too far. <laughs> right. So Ron, we're going into the sci-fi verse, uh, which is part of this series of the show that we do when we talk about science fiction. And it definitely plays a part in your style of work because it is very narrative, isn't it? Yeah. And you've seen a large shift in illustrative work from the classic style with the digital age come in, and now it's kind of moved back, hasn't it? Yeah, well, we're getting back to the whole telling stories thing. Right. As I said, I used to have an agent in New York, and we kind of went our separate ways, and it was when the digital stuff was really starting to make its mark in the illustration field. And more and more we had stock photography mm. and Photoshop right. and digital books and book publishers were struggling through that transition and they were finding that there was a lot of stuff that they didn't really need illustrators for. They could take a photo, shove it through a soft filter in Photoshop and slap it on the cover for a fraction of the cost. So, um, some of that work just disappeared. Right. And I found it interesting. You were mentioning that a certain part of the market in the illustration area got hit harder than the rest. Yeah. The big part of the market that didn't use illustrators much anymore was the romance novel covers. Mm. There was an artist named Pino who was like king of the romance book cover stuff. And Pino. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he was one of the models oh, who posed yeah. for it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Uh, he ended up breaking off and going to fine art. His son began to market him, and he started doing limited edition prints and selling his originals and made quite a bit of money doing that. But part of the reason he did it, I think, was because the, the market was drying up. Right. And so in me thinking about going back, I had to think, well, what's available? And the one thing that they're still hiring illustrators to paint is sci-fi and fantasy because it doesn't exist. Or, like in the case of dragons, they're just really shy and it's hard to get them to come out of the photoshop. <laughs> so you kind of kind of make those up. Yeah. So there's still a need there for yeah. us imaginative people to create That's worlds of things. So is it my turn to talk again? 
Sure, go for it. <laughs> and I gotta say, Nanette, you did great because that was surely three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> This is Bill Olson, drama teacher at Charlotte High School, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. And that market, uh, you know, the whole sci-fi thing has really taken off now. You know, even for people like me who, you know, that's not... Oh, don't forget Game of Thrones. Exactly! Well, yes. once you mentioned Dragon, how, right. how could I not go there? Yeah, I mean, you, that, you see it in Game of Thrones on TV, you see, you know, Harry Potter, you see Star Wars, you see the Avengers, the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC and what they're doing. Right. So there's lots of opportunities for artists uh, engaged in imaginative realism. Imaginative realism. That's got a good ring to it. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things I imagine is realism. So, Ron, what did you do to re-gear to go in this direction? One of the things that I did uh, to kind of prepare to move into this direction, there were two things. One, I've been studying digital painting. Right. I've used computers for years to prepare my reference material for painting traditionally, but I hadn't actually painted in Photoshop on a computer. So I've learned to do that in the past okay. year, year and a half. What does that mean? That uh, means you take a digital stylus on a tablet and you're actually making marks on a digital device the same way you would with a, pa a paintbrush or a pencil. Right. And then what happens? Well, up on the screen you see in Photoshop uh, marks being made with whatever brush style that you've used or gradients or whatever. So it's, it's, there's a lot to it. But you're you're oh, basically yeah, yeah. drawing on the computer and then yeah. you take that image that marks and then you take it and you can also color it and define it. Yeah. So actually painting with digital tools. But then there's no original. Oh, it is original artwork. It's a digital original. So yeah, it can be then set And that's the thing is the illustration market had already gotten to that point where everything right. was being digitized and sent to the uh, art directors or agents or whoever on FTP sites. They, you, you don't ship art anymore. It used to be you'd send an illustration and they'd put it on a drum scanner and they'd scan it in high resolution and go from there. Right, right. Now they expect the artist to have a digital version to send. Right. Photoshop allows us to create artwork in layers. So if the client comes back and says, you know, I know we agreed on this and I like it, but could you make the figure 20% larger and move it like a quarter inch to the left? Well, if you've got it in Photoshop on a layer, you'd be like, yeah, it'll take like five minutes. If you did it as a traditional painting, whole different story. Okay, yeah. let's start the painting all over yeah, right, and right, redesign right. it. So uh, there's a lot more of this going on. Some artists are combining traditional and digital. Mm -hmm. uh, I know some artists that will composite a bunch of photographs for like a, a really complex sci-fi piece uh, with a lot of machinery and robots and gears and all this stuff and people and lighting and put it all together in Photoshop and then print it on canvas and then do an oil painting over the top of that because in illustration they just want it done quick and they want it to have a nice look and they don't care how you get there. Yeah, they want the depth of the brush stroke and everything else. Yeah, so, so they get that painterly look on the surface but the, the photo source underneath. And some of the artwork is also created in just the opposite way. Yeah, other people do the reverse and they'll start out with a very fine art, painterly approach to begin, scan that or photograph it and get it into Photoshop, and then clean it up and create digital effects in the finished piece right. that are harder and more time-consuming to create with traditional media. Right. Right. 
sort of the same direction I'm going with uh, my graphic novel. Same thing. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, Ron, let's move forward. Let's talk about the convention you went to in Pennsylvania because uh, there was a lot of eye-opening moments there, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, in LuxCon Convention, which is a convention for imaginative realist painters and artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, sculptors and whatnot. In uh, it was in Reading, Pennsylvania. So last wait, October. it's just for artists, though. It's, it's, not it's a... an artist's convention. Okay. Yeah, but it's open to the public for people to come in and see the artist's work. It's for sale. It's kind mm-hmm. of treated as a fine art show. And oddly enough, in the main show, there's no digital art allowed. It's all traditional media. It's oil paintings and acrylic paintings and sculpture and all these kind of things. And then there's the broader show at a nearby hotel where people can come in. Who work in any medium and they've got prints and posters and so ron which way do you see you heading um so now it's kind of up to grabs uh, up for grabs here as to how i want to move forward whether i want to go all digital digital and, uh, and traditional combined or if i want to go all traditional and just scan it and then send the, the image right. right and you really can mix all of those mediums now digitally yeah especially with all of the software uh, that's available compared to when the comic industry uh, was introducing just some effects digitally generated over original hand-drawn artwork to what we have now, like in the games. Right. Yeah, and now we're getting into virtual reality stuff. So at the convention, there was actually a guy there with VR glasses on and handheld controllers and on a screen, you see a three-dimensional city that he's spinning around in space and beginning to build buildings and right. design the whole thing in 3D. So this new direction, are you enjoying it? Right, right. Fun, a new challenge, or are you kind of like, well, this is just where it's going? No, so it's, I'm, I'm getting excited again. I've kind of yeah. gotten bored a little bit um, with the direction I was heading and frustrated that the stuff I was most interested in painting wasn't finding a market. Mm -hmm. And so I'm feeling like things are starting to click. It's like, okay, the skills that I've got, the way I paint, what I paint, is it's an easy fit. And that's, as I said, my roots and my training. Right. Uh, I've done it before. And a lot of the stuff I do, whether it's been commercial work or it's been commissions as a fine artist, has that same structure of somebody saying, this is what I want. Right. And produce it. Right. And again, Ron, we were talking before the show. I found it interesting what you said about the way this part has changed uh, regarding agents and how you find work nowadays. Yeah. Um, One of the things I was told at the show, other artists were saying, you know, we don't really have agents the way we used to. We enter the Spectrum National Exhibition, which is a, a national show for fine art, sci-fi and fantasy art. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you get into that book every year, you pretty much get calls, they said, from people in the industry looking to hire. That's their source. Finding people in imaginative realism. They just go to Spectrum to the annual, flip through, and and get somebody like this guy. (laughs) Thank you, Nanette. (laughs) Yeah. Or or Ron, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of ironic, is it? Going into the digital realism and all that, and yet they're going back to a book to find <laughs> the artist for That's that. true. Yeah. One of the art directors I spoke to in uh, Pennsylvania actually said that the pendulum is swinging back toward more painterly 
images because they've gotten so inundated with tight photographic realism mm -hmm. that the book publishers are looking for something to stand out in the crowd of the bookshelf. And so they're moving back towards stuff that's very painterly. So I showed him pieces that I did in my experimental phase there, 2002 to 2005, that was much more impressionistic and thick, juicy paint and all that. And he was like, yeah, that's great. If you did that, I can sell that. That's, that's good. I'm like, okay. Here I've been, here I've been learning digital yeah. painting. to like, where have you been? It's yeah. And now he says the pendulum swinging back. It's, it's all out there, though. You see both. He said, go check the bookstores and see what's being published on the book covers for sci-fi fantasy, and then I'll give you an idea where the market's headed. You know, I can't help it. I find it funny. The fact that we're talking about this digital age, all this computer work, the digital media sales. You get with an agent, and where does he send you? Back to the bookstore. <laughs> Hi, my name is Russ Emanuel. I'm the director of Occupants, The Assassin's Apprentice and Collar, and you're listening to Partnership for the Arts. Okay, everyone, welcome back to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. And we are talking with Ron Sanders, illustrator and fine arts instructor. But before we move on, we want to make sure we thank multi-award-winning movie director Russell Emanuel for that commercial. He did a show with us way, way back in the beginning. Right. So thank you for that, Russell. Now, moving on. Uh, Ron, uh, before the commercial, we were talking about uh, agents and, and the way the trends are going, and we were talking about some of the digital artwork that you have been doing, and I wanted to get into that. One of your latest samples that I saw on Facebook there, can you describe the process that you use? Creating. Started with a sketch again. Yeah, a sketch. The basic idea, and then one of the fun tools of the modern era is that you can use Google SketchUp to create 3D models. That's the one. And so I was able to go into Google SketchUp's library and pull off some basic city shapes, buildings and whatnot, mm -hmm. reshape them to my uh, desires and duplicate them to create multiple streets down an entire city. And I did had a, a, a previous design for this that looked out over the city and had more of the skyline uh, or, the, the, or the, the tops of the buildings. This one ended up taking a much higher elevation looking down to the ground, so you don't see as much of that. But that um, basic sculpt in Google SketchUp was the basis for it. And then I needed a figure. So they have, whereas you know, in years past we had the little wooden mannequins, right. now they've got these body dolls that are plastic, and they have joints everywhere, and they look much more human. And you can put them in about any position you can, you can play. put them in for any realistic poses. And so I got my a little body male body doll, gray, and post them on the side of my bookcase with a foam core cutout gear that he's grabbing hold of, and I photograph that, and then piece that together with the Google SketchUp 3D City, and that was the basis for my drawing, which became the painting. Yeah. And then that piece is actually, instead of being all painted, is a mashup of photographic textures and images from like Victorian buildings and whatnot, all put into the 3D model uh, and sized and, and you know, distorted to fit the perspective. And then painting. So uh, here's here's one of my questions. So um, so Ron, you're an instructor here at the Visual Arts Center yes. and at some other locations as well. Uh, you okay? And you should try sipping that 
Diet Coke instead of inhaling <laughs> Really. You want to <laughs> get a drink of water? Okay. Now, I'll cover you for this time. So, Ron, I think what uh, Nanette was starting to ask you is, is uh, your instructor. And what are you teaching here? It varies um, because of my broad background, whereas some instructors kind of teach similar courses one session after another and people come in for that consistency. My teaching has been a bit more scattered where we try to um, shake it up and offer different things, different sessions. So I've taught everything that we've talked about. I've taught oils, acrylics, watercolor, colored pencil, pen and ink together or individually. I've taught our classes on value pattern and design and composition. I've taught classes in color mixing and theory. Um, so it's really been broad. And we try to give the students uh, a good foundation in the fundamentals of art, whatever they're doing. And then I teach open studio classes as well for students who are already working on their own individual projects and they just want oh, a little guidance okay. from somebody. Okay. And because so it's I, I to to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm already, I already know the next class I'm taking now. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some people just come in and, and they want some help. And because I have been exposed to and in, involved in so many different media, right. I can hop around a room of home studio students and work on all. I, I have people who do all those in one class. I may have a drawing student in one corner and a portrait artist in pastel in another area and an oil painter and an acrylic. And I just bounce around and talk to each one and help them where they're at. Because there are just so many basics that are right. applicable. Yeah, it's the same fundamentals any... underneath every one of those. Right, right. So well, what I was wondering is whether you are teaching any classes in the new, like, with a digital component. We have discussed that, uh, but we would have to get uh, well, any, all the anywhere, hard... Anywhere. Any of the places I've talked to. You know, okay. they're like, we see that as a potential thing for the future, but we need to get the equipment set up and right. software and the... Yeah, and so they're going through that as a possibility for the future that I may be able to teach some basic digital painting or design classes or even just how to use Photoshop as a, a traditional painter to get your uh, reference material and make it better or combine several things mm -hmm. to create the image that you want. So there's a number of options there on the digital side, um, but there has to be the space and the, you know, the hardware right. requirements right. involved. Right. Hmm. So we know you teach classes here at the Visual Arts Center in, in Punta Gorda, mm -hmm. and we just briefly touched on it before. Where else are you teaching? There is the Suncoast Technical College in mm -hmm. Sarasota uh, at the corner of Price and Beneva. It's their main campus, and I've taught there for, I don't know, eight years or something. So what kind of classes do you teach there? Same range of things as I do here at, uh, in Punta Gorda. Even though that's a technical college, so it is their adult education program. So it's very similar to what the art centers do. Uh, okay. So I teach art okay. classes I to, see. to I adults, yeah. um, and then they just opened a new branch in Northport, where I live, okay. uh, there at I seventy five and Toledo Blade. And so I've just started this year to teach classes at that location. Also, mm. is that a considered technical college adult? as well? It's both. The technical college side of it has young people in there studying things like to be auto mechanics and right. nurses and whatnot, right. and then the adult and community education part, where ACE is all about um, adult interests, and it's, it runs the gamut. There's a strong art side of that, but they also teach foreign languages and oh. history and travel 
ideas and you name it, uh, dance, music, all sorts of things for adults. Are they going to be carrying that there in Northport as well? Some of it? It's a, currently a smaller campus, mm -hmm. so we're a little bit limited, but I think the plan is on that property over time to expand and incorporate more of those things at the second campus. How many art classes rooms do you have now? So we have one dedicated art room in the new building. Oh. Uh, and there's that's, only I think two teachers that are, are yeah. teaching art right there yeah. uh, at that location currently. So we just alternate days. Wow. Okay, so if people wanted to find information on all of that, where would they find it? If they go look online for the Suncoast Technical College mm -hmm. and they look at the ACE program or adult education, then they'd be able to look at all the classes offered and where they are being held. Okay, great. And for the Visual Arts Center, it is www.visualartsingularcenter.org. Right. And then, Ron, we're going to wrap up here. Okay. So how about you just give us your information one more time? Websites? Uh, the websites would be sanders-studios.com for illustration and ronsandersfineart.com for the fine art. Okay, and then again, you are on Facebook. I am on Facebook also. Right, right. And again, we'll, we'll have those links up there Great. when the show comes out. So, I appreciate it. Ron, there is so much more stuff we could talk about. Because <laughs> it is just a world of gamut of things that you've done and experienced, and it's just wonderful. We started out with Artist Extraordinaire, but I just don't think that actually covers it correctly. I mean, Thanks. we'll have so to get together. So and, how are you going to rename it? Well, Creative you know what? talent extraordinaire. There we go. I didn't maybe we'll work on a little bit more than when you come back and actually listen to the show and you can find that surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always good. Creative so, editing later is it weird? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are out of time. Thank you so much, though. It's yeah. been really fun. Well, You're really welcome. interesting. Appreciate you having me in for the talk. We we'll have. look forward to seeing what you do next. Right. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then uh, we are going to wrap up. So, Nanette. Yes. You have a good day. You too, Dave. I will do. And everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening. And uh, we will talk to you all soon on the next show where we talk up. Right. So, Ron, I was going to mention to you, I think I came up with the perfect title for you. Are you ready? It is super califragilistic. <laughs> it's perfect, right? No. This is Partnership with the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find this and other episodes of our talk show on Facebook and our website partnership for the arts group.org.